They may wear costumes, but it isn't Halloween. They're real-life superheroes. Who the hell are you? I'm Hit Girl. I'm Kick-Ass. We're the good guys. This vigilante stuff ends now. If they're wearing a mask, they're getting detained. Promise me that you will never dress up in that outfit again. This isn't a costume. It's who you really are. You and me, like Batman and Robin. Robin wishes he was me. Rated R. Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi, the weekly geeky podcast uh, that uh, hopefully you've been listening to for a long time. Maybe you're new for this uh, time. Who knows? Uh, but welcome to the show. This will be podcast 450. Yes, 450, and it is August the 18th, 2013. Today we're going to do, uh, as I call it, a classic-style show. going to look at a Trek episode from Voyager this time out. going to look at the uh, seventh season episode called Shattered, which I, I think is a lot of fun and been wanting to cover that one for a while. Also going to talk about some recent movies, things coming out at the theaters, which is coming out this weekend, which I just played a clip to, Kick-Ass 2, which I'm very excited to see. Actually, I'm going to see that later this afternoon uh, after I wrap up doing the podcast. I, I enjoyed the first one, and I'll talk a little bit more about that into the show and talk about some other recent films and, and TV and things that I've been watching and uh, a whole lot more. Uh, but first up, in, uh, instead of uh, our, our typical intro, I'm going to play a little bit of music from uh, uh, a violinist called Lindsay Sterling. I've been a big fan of hers uh, for a little while now, and she has a, a lot of great videos uh, and music on YouTube. You can buy some of her music, of course, on iTunes, Amazon, and usual places. Uh, she basically does these great videos uh Rather than just standing somewhere in a room and, and playing the violin, they really get into doing a uh, a whole production of, of you know a, a the setting. And she does a lot of uh, videos out in nature and, and just really cool stuff, fantasy things. She's done a great one for Game of Thrones, for one for Skyrim. The one I'm going to play for you guys a little bit of today that uh, I just came out recently is one she did, uh, sort of a Star Wars medley uh, with Peter, I think his name is Peter Hollins, uh, and uh, he does the vocals for this, and the, uh, you know, then they're not really word vocals, it's more of tone, and I don't even know a way to describe it, but it, it's really just completely awesome. I post, I've posted a lot of these up on the forum and on the Facebook group for Treks and Sci-Fi, so listen to a little bit of um, Lindsay's uh, Star Wars medley. This, I think, was done as part of the recent YouTube uh, Geek Week uh, fest that they did, so uh, here's a little bit of this, and I'll be back, and we'll get going with today's podcast. Bum, bum, bum. 
Yeah, I really love that stuff. Uh, great uh, music by uh, Lindsay and Peter Hollins there. Uh, just just fantastic. Uh, I highly recommend you check it out on YouTube. Like I said, the videos are, are just great to watch. Uh, she's got quite a few up there, and uh, I just love it. So uh, anyway, how's everyone doing? I, I'm doing well. Everything's good here. Been a really nice uh, weather in a few weeks here in Michigan. We've had probably the coolest August on record it, it's crazy it's uh we've had mornings at my house in the like upper 40s <laughs> most days don't even get to 80 lately although this week we're supposed to get a little bit warmer I'm hearing so there's your weather report and uh but uh let's talk about geek stuff let's talk about geek movies what's been going on recently in the theaters oh first off I want to thank meds for uh that very fun podcast that he did last week on Knight Rider, uh, uh, just a cult classic. I, I think a show that everyone has seen at one time or the other. I, I remember back watching that show, uh, you know, when it was airing and, and thinking it was just, well, I thought it was a lot better maybe than it looks now. <laughs> it, it was, it's funny how things don't look so corny uh, sometimes when you're watching them and you watch it 10 or 15, 20 years later. And it and it does kind of make you kind of groan a little bit. And I really wonder if, if current TV and movies is going to be that way. I don't know. So a lot of the stuff right now, I would say we're in a trend of uh, TV and films that are, that are for the most part, really serious. That, that's why, actually, I'm looking forward to Kick-Ass because it's got – it's serious, but, there, but there's sort of, sort of some fun elements to it as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, everything on TV and movies is, is pretty grim in a way. And uh, I, I don't think that in, in 10 or 20 years when people look back at this stuff from our era right now, they're going to say that, that uh, it, it's uh, corny or anything. I don't think they're going to be able to say that. It, if anything, they're going to say, man, we need to lighten up a little bit. But um, but but with that, uh, I will uh, let me talk about a, a movie that was sort of a little bit in that grim tone. Uh, a movie called Elysium that I saw last weekend. Uh, I'm not going to give spoilers, nothing more than you see in the previews like I try to do with recent films, uh, unless we specifically say, hey, there's going to be spoilers, like uh, we've covered Into Darkness and Man of Steel that way, I think. And But uh, Elysium, you know, I, it looks amazing from the trailers. Matt Damon, uh, this movie in the, set in the future where basically it's a movie of... Um, haves and have nots you know there's people left on earth earth has been so overpopulated and, and polluted that uh you know the people that are left here have a very you know sad existence really and, and just barely get by and there's this space station called elysium where sort of the the haves the people who have money and influence and power live on this big big space station and it, pretty much prey off the 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 work and and efforts of the of the people below on earth very much it, truthfully the whole storyline very much like that old uh tos third season episode the cloud miners where you know there was the the people that lived up on stratus and and you know in the clouds and, and the people down on the planet that were even poisoned by working in these mines and everything like that so it, Probably my biggest problem with this movie was that there really wasn't any new, what I considered like anything new or interesting as far as ideas in it. Uh, and it Matt Damon, uh, the basic thread of it is he, he, he needs to get up on Elysium. Uh, and uh, it's sort of a, 
you know, turns into sort of a little bit of an action adventure at that time. Jodie Foster is in it. But you never really, I don't think, get to, to know these characters super well uh, deep down or anything like that. Uh, I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's just, to me, it's an okay movie. And, you know, there's nothing uh, earth-shaking going on in it. Uh, and this, um, I also have a little bit of a thing about when, when they have movies like this where there's super high-tech I have trouble understanding why some of that super high tech can't be used to improve everyone's existence. You know, it can be said that overall uh, that uh, technology and advancements and science, medicine and so forth, engineering and everything has made, you know, the earth in 2013 an, uh, an easier and probably a better place to live for most people than, say, just 100 years ago even. So... And granted, yeah, maybe maybe in the in the future we use up resources so much and there's so much overpopulation that it gets to the point of it can't hold it anymore and there's no way even tech can fix all that. But I, I'm trying to be always an optimist and, and think otherwise and think that that won't happen. But, but it, you know, again, an okay movie. I thought the visuals were amazing. I, I mean, the, the Elysium, the station and everything they see, see there and other things that are going on, it, it's just, a, a, you know, visually and the effects are, are really, really cool. So, uh, But I think I'm looking forward to a lot more to see Kick-Ass today. Uh, and I, I'm really a fan of the comics. I like this whole idea of real-life superheroes. Not that I'm recommending anyone go puts on a, you know, a leotard and runs around and try to, uh, you know, solve and, and, and stop crime without any kind of... <laughs> real uh background or training or 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 the law behind you or anything like that but as a fantasy kind of film and and a fun thing to see uh, i'm looking forward to it i i just actually watched on blu-ray i bought um the first movie from 2010 watched that again the other night to kind of brush up on things and and then i'm going to go see the other one today so uh, that's going to be cool and i i feel like i sound a little nasally today i hope that's not coming through too badly but uh uh, what else? Uh, I guess that's about it for movies. You know, I, I talked a little bit about the Wolverine. I I, I highly re- recommend that you go guys go see that one. I, I I thought it was to me it was the most fun uh, superhero movie of the summer. I I was pretty okay with Man of Steel. I mean, I think that was a good movie too. But I, I'm a Marvel guy basically, and and the Wolverine fan, and I, I I just think they did a great great job with this movie. I liked it a lot, so I highly suggest if you're a comic book fan or like Wolverine, uh, like the Marvel movies, go check this out because it it ties some things together from even uh, what have happened, what's happened in previous films, and there's a little tag even at the end during the credits of of things to come for um, for what's coming next summer in the X Men family and movie line. So uh, that uh, is is a great movie. Go see it at the theaters. Don't just wait around and. and uh, and just watch it on a home video, even if you have a nice TV. So, um, but uh, and then let's uh, segue over to uh, TV. What I've been watching, I guess I've been watching Dexter, Breaking Bad, True Blood. Well, one of those is a fantasy series. I guess they're all sort of fantasies in a way. Uh, that's sort of the summer TV shows that t- tend to be on. Uh, I mean, Dexter is in its last season uh, right now. True Blood, I think, is going to come back next year. I don't think they've announced that this is their last season by any means. Uh, that vampire show on HBO, I've always enjoyed it. I think there's been better seasons, ups and downs, a little like most shows. But uh, it, it's it's just a lot of fun to watch, and and it, it's it's probably the the 
to me, the closest to what I would do if I was doing a vampire story. Uh, the these these are real, you know, the the kind of vampires that, you know, they don't sparkle in the sun like the Twilight movies and all that. So, and it, and it's and it's a it's a rough show. And and actually, this season I think in a way has been even more kind of rough and graphic in in some ways, which I think. If you're going to be, you know, do a show about vampires, it's got to be a little nasty at times and uh, to keep that, you know, and not soften them up, I guess. So, uh, and, and Dexter, just, just, I love that show so much and uh, I'm going to miss it when it's gone. This has been a good season and Breaking Bad, not sci-fi, but man, that show is just great. It's in its final episodes right now. I, I just can't wait to see what happens. I'm going to be very, uh, I'm going to miss that a lot. I, I've really enjoyed that over the years since it's been on. I've watched it from the start and, and it's looking, uh, very good so far this year. I, I've, I've really been, uh, well, there's only been one episode since it came back. So, but not sci-fi, but I, I, if, if you've not watched Breaking Bad, please give it a shot, uh, watch it on, uh, I think it's, uh, I think all the previous stuff is on Netflix right now and, uh, get caught up. It's, it's well worth it. Um, but in the sci-fi realm, there, you know, we're in the uh, dog days of summer, the end of summer. There's not a lot of uh, sci-fi uh, defiance finished up. Oh, I know the one I wanted to talk about uh, sci-fi-wise, at least. Falling Skies really had a great season, this season three that they did. They just finished up maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, and uh, had a great, I think, season finale. Uh, they, they Finally, some things happened. Uh, well, not that nothing happened during the rest of the season, but they wrapped up a few things. A few things kind of came to a head. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it if you've watched that show, but it, it's a really terrific series. It's, it's. I think the first couple of seasons they were kind of getting things, you know, winding them up. It started in a little way, kind of slow, but uh, it, it's it's a, turned into a really really fun show to watch about this alien invasion of Earth. And Noah Wiley is kind of the main uh, known actor on the show. There's a lot of other good talent on there. I really like the actor. I don't know what his name is, but I, there's a guy, a character called Pope, who's kind of like the the bad boy on the show a little bit, always questioning what's going on. But they need somebody like that. And uh, it's just really good. And, and I highly recommend that show, too. I You know, check it out. Uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, very much uh, a very cool show. Also, there's this new animated series uh, about superheroes, this sort of not-so-great superhero team called The Awesomes. It's showing on Hulu. I don't know if there's any place else you can see it. I know Hulu I don't think is available even outside the U.S. anywhere, even in Canada. I, uh, maybe it's in Canada. I don't know. But I know it's not overseas, so it's probably a lot of people uh, that can't see this show if you're not in the U.S., but it's it's uh, cool. It's uh, a little half-hour animated superhero show. Like I said, it's on uh, it's on. I think it comes out new episodes. I think they're up to four now, new episodes on Thursdays. So if you can watch Hulu, I, I don't think you need to be uh, a paid Hulu subscriber uh, to watch this show. Uh, so you can, you you know, if you're in the U.S., you should be able to check it out. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a whole bunch more. There's this new Beyond the Batman animated show that's been great, I think, a computer animated uh, Batman. There's a new Avengers animated show that's been showing on the weekend, uh, which has been pretty good, I think. So, uh, you know, still some stuff to see over the summer. I've been trying to catch up uh, on a non-sci-fi show. I'm, I'm still working my way through Mad Men, which is another great series. And uh, into, uh, I guess, uh, the final episodes, final few episodes of season four on that, finally. So I uh, just, uh, you know, finally getting getting into the series and, and 
and just just enjoying it the heck out of it. I just think it's terrific. So another non-sci-fi show, but hey, I could talk about what I want. It's my podcast. <laughs> so, all right, folks, I'm going to take a uh, short break. I'll come back probably with a couple little comments uh, on a couple other topics, and then uh, we will get into the episode from Voyager called Shattered. Hey, this is Ethan Phillips from Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. All right, I'm back. Uh, a few little uh, Star Trek tidbits to talk about, a couple other things, too. Uh, there was a, a Star Trek, uh, big Star Trek convention the last, uh, this just last weekend. Yeah, last weekend in Las Vegas, they set a, a new world record for the most Star Trek costumes in one location uh, of uh, 1,085 the last record before that was uh, from the UK that set one in October of 2012. So who knows how long this record will last. But um, one of the cool things I thought was Terry Farrell, Dax from Deep Space Nine, was there. And she put on even, she uh, was the, uh, the, the the 1085 number. She dressed up in a uh, an original series, a TOS style red uh, red female uniform which, uh, you know, she wore something like that in that Deep Space uh, Nine episode where they go uh, back in that uh, time travel one with the Tribble. So uh, anyway, uh, really cool, uh, a lot of fun. I still got to get to that con some year, just like Comic-Con and a bunch of others. Maybe I'm going to get to a con in Texas maybe some sometime coming up in October. I'm, uh, I'm very tempted the Anomaly ladies are going to be down there. I was almost going to go last year, and, and work got in the way, and other a few other little things. Anyway, there's a, I don't know, might be a possibility, although there's a couple of work things going on at that time period that I, I still have to check on. So anyway, um, what else? We've got uh, the, the latest season of D- TNG came out on uh, season four on Blu-ray, which I picked up is great. Uh, they've, uh, and also if you're going to conventions, uh, amazon.com, you know, amazon.com sells everything. It seems like, but you can get some really good prices on, uh, replicas, especially prop replicas from the original series, geological tricorders, phasers, communicators, just keep an eye on Amazon. You can get some amazing deals. They had a, a great deal. I think they may even have it still going, but they had a geological TOS style tricorder and phaser together both you know these are one-to-one scale replicas prop replicas and it was only like 21 22 dollars it was just great so uh, check that out um, the uh the other thing i wanted to just mention real quick and i'll be probably talking about this more in, on my anniversary show and uh which is my live show at the beginning of uh september two weeks from now it'll actually be i think that's september 1st yeah anyway uh uh, the uh, my dream host uh, annual dues come up for the hosting the uh, the website the forum the podcast the whole shebang for dream host in September and uh, if you'd like to make a donation to the show I know a lot of people make a regular donation some of you guys do monthly donations I, I really thank you and appreciate all of those but if you'd like to do something either additional to that or if you've not donated and you listen to the show pretty regularly and you and you've got a you know extra few dollars you can donate uh, to the podcast I'd very much appreciate it this is a great time of the year to do that I try to make a little push each um, end of August, beginning of September or so for this. Uh, you can just go to, the easy way to do it is PayPal. Just go to the main treksandsci-fi.com webpage. There's a PayPal link there. 
and you can just donate whatever you'd like. You can even set up a monthly donation of a few dollars a month, whatever, whatever works for you. I always appreciate everything any, any of you can do. And if you don't, don't even remember going to the website, you can just go to into PayPal and send donations to treksf at gmail.com, treksf at gmail.com. And that's the email for anything you want to contact me about for the podcast, make suggestions, ideas, whatever, comments on recent movies or TV. You know, we haven't had, had a lot of those in the last few months, and I, I hope to get back and get some more of those going. Tell me what you guys think of recent uh, TV movies and things that you've seen. And also join the forum and Facebook groups. I uh, always welcome new members there. So, okay, enough about all that. I think we've babbled on or I've babbled on enough. You haven't. We. I, what do I mean? <laughs> Why am I saying we? So now let's get into this uh, Voyager episode from around the middle of season seven called Shattered. And I am going to play the episode and, and comment along. So uh, let's do it. All right, here we go with Shattered from Season 7 of Voyager. There. Excellent. You recognize the complimentary base pair. Actually, I just found two pieces that fit together. You're missing the point. I thought the point was to finish the puzzle. And learn something about genetics. This is Naomi uh, Wildman really and Ikeb doing a puzzle on the floor of uh, the cargo bay. I think they're in the cargo Man. bay area. That is, I'm just passing through. I apologize for the condition of the cargo bay, sir. I've been tutoring Naomi. Looks like you found a creative approach. Thank you, but I'd appreciate it if you didn't tell Seven. I'm supposed to be writing a paper on transwarp instability. Don't worry, your secret's safe. As long as you keep mine. Sir? Antarian cider. Not the replicated stuff. There are only a couple of bottles left, and I don't want Mr. Neelix getting his hands on them. Well, then you should store them with the salvaged board components. Neelix never inventories those containers. He says they give him the creeps. Officer-level thinking, eh, Chip? Would you mind? Of course not. Hmm. I'm in. And now, uh, Jane, Janeway's so doing some kind of repair on her floor. You burned the roast again. Once a long time ago, I called this replicator a glorified toaster. It never forgave me. I didn't realize replicators held grudges. What's so funny? I just left Echip and Naomi assembling a jigsaw puzzle in the cargo bay. <laughs> Find me the thermal regulator, please. How is Echip? In a few years, he may be running the ship. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm not ready to retire just yet. Janeway to the bridge, report. That was some kind of gravimetric surge. It's overloading our inertial dampeners. Source? That's a good question. Seven's trying to localize it. Engineering says the warp core is destabilizing. I'd better get down there. A spatial rift is opening directly in front of us. It's emitting high levels of neutrinos and chronotons. On screen. Ah, these good old spatial anomalies. You know, always count on them as a what plot plot device. 
I don't know. It's like sort of a terror in space. That was fast, the warp core falling apart. And they're still moving towards us. I don't understand why they don't like just stop, but. And this blast, sort of electrical surge of some kind, shot out from this anomaly. And Taurus to the transporter room. Beam commander Chakotay directly to sickbay, now. Chakotay in engineering got kind of zapped by the warp core, some kind of electrical bolt. He looks pretty bad off, and uh, the whole hull of Voyager got sort of electrified with this blast, or sort of a weird sort of sparkliness to it. Uh, probably some of those good old chroniton particles. Anyway, this episode of Star Trek Voyager, it, uh, it is episode uh, 11 from season 7, so 7-11. It first aired, this was actually the uh, first episode that aired in, in 2001, for, uh, or the, technically the first episode of the 21st century of Star Trek. So there you go, there's a good trivia question. Uh, the episode Shattered episode was aired on uh, January 17th, 2001 for the first time. It is uh, a story by Michael Sussman and Michael Taylor, teleplayed by Michael Taylor, and directed by Terry Wendell. The very cool thing about this episode, if you don't recall, uh, it it, um, it actually uh, is sort of a temporal time type of tale. And what you get to see in this episode that's kind of fun and kind of cool is you get to see old periods of time on Voyager, different periods and episodes that have happened in the past uh, due to this chroniton and this temporal anomaly and all this junk. So uh, I like this one a lot because you get to see scenes back from way back even from Caretaker, Basics, uh, Bliss, Scorpion, Bride of Chaotica. You know, just just gets it to hit on a lot of different episodes from uh, Voyager's past and you know it's it, it it's sort of a, a wonderful life kind of tale in a way to a degree but uh, I I think it's a cool one so now we're in sick bay Doc's looking over Chakotay lie still what happened you were transported here your body was in a state of temporal flux temporal flux you had the liver of an 80-year-old man and the kidneys of a 12-year-old boy. Fortunately, I was able to create a chroniton-infused serum that brought you back into temporal alignment. Anywhere else, that antidote would have earned me a prestigious award. Of course, on Voyager, <laughs> it's just another day in the life of an underappreciated EMH. What about the rest of the crew? No other casualties? Not that I'm aware of. I've tried calling the bridge, but no one answers. Were we attacked? I don't think so. We ran into some sort of anomaly. Naturally, no one thought to inform me. What do you think you're doing? Leaving. And you're going with me. I am? There may be other injured crewmen. In case you've forgotten, I'm a prisoner of these walls. Where's your mobile emitter? My what? See, this doctor is acting a little Wait. strange. A little tell bit... Tell me about this mobile emitter. He's acting a little bit more old, you know, like he did originally, like a little grumpier, a little Bridge. rougher. And Chakotay is in the turbo lift, and there's a sort of a, a weird pattern that happened, and 
and he lost the items he was carrying, kind of changed things it looked like to him. Now he's up on the bridge. Eric, what's going on? Sir? I'm afraid I don't know you. Take him into custody. How did you get aboard this ship? Now we see Jane Way. Well, I didn't realize we were on a first name basis. We should have known that the Marquis were involved. Marquis? Involved in what? Just when we're about to chase your ship into the Badlands, our systems start malfunctioning and you step off the turbo lift. Captain, I know this may be hard to believe, but I think I've somehow been thrown seven years into Voyager's past. Really? Let's try another theory. You learned Voyager had been assigned to capture you and you managed to get on board to sabotage her. Check your sensors. See if they're showing any strange temporal readings. Captain, the environmental controls are fluctuating. Take him to the break. So obviously Chakotay is back in the period of time just before, you know, they made contact with the Maquis. That Hawk turbo lift. anomaly thing happens again. Engineering. The guards uh, disappear around Chakotay and he's in the turbo lift alone. Yeah, he pops into engineering and there's some uh, Seska and uh, some of her cronies still. there. This is actress Martha Hackett back really as Seska. One of the first times you get to see her or the only times in the, in the later season. How'd you get here? Don't tell me that little bump on your head gave you amnesia. It's time you accepted that I'm in control of Voyager now. That was five years ago. What are you talking about? Listen, Seska. There's some kind of temporal anomaly going on here. I want to know how many more of your people are back on board. <laughs> no one really is buying the whole temporal anomaly right, thing, Chakotay. You. you better try a new tact. I've got a dozen <laughs> officers with me. We've already locked you out of every key system. In less than an hour, we'll be in control again. In less than a minute, you're going to be dead if you don't give me access to those systems. I'll need to use that console. Just don't do anything you'll regret. Move. So we found sort of another little temporal pocket, and it, and it sort of made Chakotay kind of no. invisible to them. Scan the perimeter. Report any anomalous readings. There's something wrong here. He can see them, but they can't see him at this point. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I like this episode, especially since you get to see Chakotay doing some of you know pretty heavy lifting in it, and a lot of things going on. I suggest you surrender. I'm armed. It's only me, Doc. Commander. Please tell me what's going on. If you tell me the star date. 49624. I wonder you didn't know about the mobile emitter. You don't get it for another year. I don't understand. 
I'm not sure I get it myself. But the ship seems to have been fractured somehow. Fractured? Different areas seem to exist in different time periods. How many of these time periods are there? I'm not sure. On the bridge, it's before Voyager even left the Alpha Quadrant. In engineering, it's the time when the Kazon took over the ship. Kazon? We've got to protect ourselves. Don't worry. So far, I'm the only one who can cross from one zone into another. That serum you gave me, it must have made me immune. Normal technology won't pass through the barriers. Can you replicate a chroniton-infused hypospray casing using the same principles you used to make the serum? I think so. Why? I have to take some of it with me. What for? If I'm going to put the ship back together again, I need help. Captain. Where are my officers? The turbolift passed through a temporal barrier. They couldn't get through. If you're willing to hear me out, I can explain. At least partly. You mean about your being from the future? Your first Starfleet posting was on the Albatani, where you once knocked out power to six decks by misaligning the positronic relays. Nice try. But you could have read that in a Maquis intelligence file. How's Molly? Your Irish setter. You rescued her from a pound on Taurus City 4. She was the runt of the litter, but you thought she had spunk. You love music, but you never learned to play an instrument, something you still regret. How do you know these things? Because I'm because from the future. About three years from now. My ready room. You know, this is the classic, like, uh, I know this stuff. Story. But... but as the Ferengi say, a good lie is easier to believe than the truth. So you're saying no one on your crew has encountered one of these temporal barriers? My helmsman disappeared when she tried to walk down that corridor. But that doesn't prove she passed through a temporal barrier. If you inject yourself, I can take you down that corridor and show you everything that I've said is true. She's scanning this hypo and that, Mr. Kim uh, run a full spectral analysis. For all I know, this is poison, and Mr. Chakotay is trying to assassinate me. Oh! She's right. It's poison. And I'll use it. So he grabs the hypo real quick, grabs Janeway, and the security guard... Better inject her fast. Let her go. Lower your weapon. He injected her and then passed Andrews through the barrier. The I need help here. Andrews! He can't hear you. We've moved into a different time frame. Scan the area, but don't go past that bulkhead. You want more proof? It's right down that corridor. You just have to trust me. It isn't easy when you're holding me hostage. Stay or go. It's your choice. Now that I'm inoculated, I can go anywhere on the ship I want. And I suppose I don't need you anymore. Without me, you'll be walking into a future you know nothing about. Yep, good point, Chakotay. Where are we going? The astrometrics lab. Voyager doesn't have an astrometrics lab. Harry designed it, or will design it. Harry Kim? I realize from your perspective he's new to the job, but he's going to become one of our best people. Decade. Our people? I'm going to be your first officer. Really? 
What's the reason we're going to this, uh, astrometrics? It has temporal sensors that can help us map the ship and tell us how many time frames we're dealing with. Now you're trying to tell me Harry Kim invented temporal sensors? No. We used Borg technology for that. Borg? It's <laughs> a long story. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you better keep it to yourself. The temporal prime directive. The less I know about the future, the better. And if I remember about this one, the, it ends up, it doesn't matter really what she learns. Things She's sort of just get all like reset, like they don't, none of this even really happens, I think. So, because uh, of the anomaly that they field. ran into. This could be the day the telepathic pitcher plant put us all into comas. Or it might be the time aliens invaded our dreams. We've got to get them help. Don't worry. We managed to get out of both situations. tells me you weren't expecting us. No, ma'am. You both died. 17 years ago. Yeah, so we see a grown-up uh, Naomi Wildman and Ichib here in Astrometrics. The captain and I haven't risen from the grave. The ship's been fractured into different time frames. 37 to be exact. How did you calculate that? We've had 17 years to upgrade the sensors. A chronokinetic surge interacted with the warp core. It shattered the space-time continuum aboard the ship. The accident that occurred in your time frame. The question is... So now they see this overlay of Voyager with all these different time periods on it. If we could get to a section of the ship that's... It's a really cool idea, I think. I, I like this uh, storyline. Just, just a neat way to bring that in old, was the focal point of old the stories, new stories. It seems to have been obliterated. It's too bad Seven's not here. Seven? Someone who knows more about temporal mechanics than any of us. Unfortunately, she hasn't been found either. Maybe we can find her in another time frame. I have an ensign Samantha Wildman on my crew. My mother. Naomi was the first child born on Voyager. A few years later, we rescued Egypt from the Borg. When I was little, there was nothing I wanted more than to be the assistant captain. We should get moving. Commander, in case you were wondering, I never told Neelix where you hid that cider. So Seven is missing somewhere maybe on another so time frame. So why are we looking frame. for this? Seven? In the cargo bay. She spent a lot of time there. Working? Regenerating. Except this cargo boy has got other Borg in it with with uh, not looking Thank like... You better fill me in. This looks like the time you forged a temporary alliance with the Borg. What's happened to this vessel? Captain Janeway, meet seven of nine, tertiary adjunct of Unimatrix zero one. And this is a, a, a Borgified uh, seven. The temporal stresses are extreme. 
Keep the different sections of the cube in temporal sync. We project a chronoton field throughout the vessel. Ow. Each cube has specially designed conduits. If we install similar conduits throughout this vessel, they generate a sufficiently powerful field, we may be able to force Voyager back into temporal sync. Temporal sync with what? The vessel will return to the moment of the original chronokinetic surge. Since the surge will last for six to seven seconds, Commander Chakotay will have a short time in which to try to counteract the warp core reaction. Even if we could replicate these conduits, we'd have no way to get them through the temporal barriers. Bioneural circuitry. Captain? It runs through every section of the ship, almost like a nervous system. If we could inject the gel packs with your serum, we could use them to transmit the chronoton field. The warp core could be recalibrated to generate that field. Work on it. Chakotay and I will see about modifying the serum. Your plan is inefficient. Why? There are only two of you. If I were to assimilate you into a small board collective, you could then assimilate others. The work would proceed more quickly. Sorry, but I like my plan better. We'll be back. <laughs> just assimilate you into a little small board collective. Not a big one, just a small one. It's okay, don't worry about it. That was an interesting experience. If it makes you feel any better, you're going to develop quite a knack for dealing with the board. You mean we're going to be seeing more of them? We'll run into them on a few occasions. Why do I get the feeling that's an understatement? Doesn't seem like my first command is shaping up the way I expected. In the middle of the journey of our life, I found myself astray in a dark wood where the straight road had been lost. I didn't know Dante's Inferno was on the Marquis reading list. Actually, I borrowed your copy. My fiance gave me that book as an engagement gift. I've never lent it to anyone. Not yet. Anyway, I agree with Dante. If you always see the road ahead of you, it's not worth the trip. A soldier and a philosopher. Your intelligence file doesn't do you justice. I've replicated these belts to resist the effects of the temporal barriers, just like the hyposprays. I didn't realize you were programmed to be so versatile. I wasn't. But when you're thrown into the deep end of the galaxy and left running for as long as I've been, it helps to develop a few extra subroutines. <laughs> How long have you been running? A long three years time. Since our original doctor was killed. Killed? How? In the incident that stranded us here in the Delta Doctor. Corps. The Temporal Prime Directive, remember? Of course. I'm sorry. The Delta Quadrant? Is that what he was about to say? Ready? I'll take the upper decks, you take the lower. I don't think splitting up's a good idea. We'll get the job done faster. As your first officer, it's my duty to protect you. I know a lot more about what's out there than you do. And we have no way of communicating if something goes wrong. It may take a little longer, but we should go together. After you, Commander. Yes, I got these little belts on with all these little hypos to, to inject the gel packs all over the decks to hopefully get Voyager back on track. Can I ask you something? I started off with a crew of 153. I already know I lost my doctor. How many others? 
will suffer casualties like any other starship. But you'll also gain new crewmen as well. Like you. How do you get to be my first officer? Our crews will be forced to work together after we get stranded. In the Delta Quadrant? How does that happen? Are you sure you want to know? the ship a few years ago. Sounds like it's going to be one disaster after another on this ship. You once told me that Starfleet captains don't choose their missions, the missions choose them. You're gonna have the opportunity to study things no human has ever seen before. Including some very large germs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, now they're on in black and white. So, uh... A monochromatic environment? It's called black and white. It's one of Tom Paris's holodeck programs. He based it on some old science fiction serials. Interesting technology. Captain Proton's rocket pack. Captain Proton? The savior of the universe. Doesn't sound like Mr. Paris's tastes are very sophisticated. That's why we love having him around. The access port should be in there. Yeah, so they're in the, you know, this Captain Proton set, you know, the Bride of Chaotica. Uh, just, I would have, I would have almost watched and, and loved just a whole series with, you know, <laughs> Tom Paris as Captain Proton. I just think it, I'd be a blast to see a I retro series, sci-fi old series like that. So they got to reach this one particular junction. Hold in the name of Chaotica! Seize them! Deactivate program. Unable to comply. Surrender. All deck controls are offline. Hold on. Now wait a minute. Seize my lead. Do not resist. They were attempting to rob your laboratory. Fool! Don't you recognize the queen of the spider people? <laughs> Arachnia. My bride. I knew you'd return to me one day. So I could watch you die. <laughs> yeah, so Janeway's a little Raise uh, the lightning shield! She's a little uh, you know, like, oh my gosh, really? You know, with these guys. Nearby. We must defend ourselves. I'm open to suggestions. Our best bet is to play along. Don't let me stop you. I'm not the one he's in love with. Arachnia! You beguiled me once with your foul potions. Did you think you could toy with my affections again? Were these characters always this ridiculous? If I order Lonzak to pull that lever, you'll never mock me again. Arachnia. Please, my lead. I meant it was ridiculous to think I would ever try to deceive you. <laughs> I've come to warn you of a fiendish plot. By aliens from the eighth dimension. 
<laughs> Eight! Everyone knows there are only five dimensions. If you don't believe us, examine their handiwork for yourself. There's a hidden panel over there, behind those rocks. Very well. I'll humor you. Lundzak! This is a great set, too, you know, just looks so good, old-fashioned. I found it, Highness! You sabotaged my laboratory. That vial you're holding, it's a neutralizing potion. If you inject their device, you'll render it harmless. Kind of interesting how he so me. knows how to and do I'll that so easily, but you know, yeah. Throw out your realm. Oh, Arachnia. You do love me. How could I resist your magnetism? Or I yours. Together we rule the cosmos and grind our enemies into dust. If we restore the timeline, remind me to cancel Mr. Paris's holodeck privileges. So they let him go and they on their way again here. What the hell's going on? And what are you doing in that uniform? It's a little complicated. I'm not going anywhere. Now they came across Balana as Voyager part of the Maquis still back in the early days. It fractured the ship into different time periods. We're trying to undo the damage, but we need access to that panel. First, she destroys our only way out of the Delta Quadrant, and now you're collaborating with her? Try to understand. I'm from a time period in your future, when all of us will be working together. That's pretty hard to believe. Balana, I've never lied to you before, and I'm not lying now. Stranding Voyager in the Delta Quadrant. She was angry. But was she right? You had good reasons for doing what you did. What reasons? You were trying to save lives. Whose? An alien culture, the Ocompans. Yeah, that's interesting. In words, they, I, I thought they always called them now the Ocompa, the not the Ocompins, but it's not just a tiny little yourself. thing. In this case, I'm second-guessing a decision I haven't made yet. Okay, now they're into uh, where everyone's heard. I think this is the Year of Hell storyline. And Paris is uh, there treating people. How did you get in here? There isn't time to explain. What happened to these people? Radiation poisoning. The EPS relays overloaded when we ran into the anomaly. We need the doctor and medical supplies, or we're going to have a lot more casualties. I'm afraid that isn't possible right oh, now. Oh, I guess this is at the current anomaly time frame. There's an access panel in the galley. 
Coffee? Black? How do you know how I like my coffee? Well, you haven't changed your standing order in seven years. Thanks. It's just what I needed. Don't worry, Captain. You'll get us out of this. You always do. All done here. Captain. Tuvok? Nothing they can do. Tuvok's, Tuvok's gone. Got to fix all this chrono anomaly stuff. Make it so it doesn't happen. Deck eleven. I can't let this happen. Not again. What are you talking about? Voyager getting stranded. All these deaths. This entire future. It's my fault. I've got to do something to change it. What do you have in mind? Maybe we can find a way to modify Seven of Nine's plan. Put Voyager into temporal sync with my time frame. Captain. Now that I know what's going to happen, I could avoid getting trapped in the Delta Quadrant in the first place. Halt turbo lift. No. Seven's plan is dangerous enough. Trying to alter it is too risky. It's worth the risk. If Seven's idea works, Tuvok and those other crewmen will be fine. They'll still be stuck in the Delta Quadrant. If the temporal anomaly doesn't kill them, something Oh, don't worry. You get home in about another 10, 12 episodes. Viruses. The Delta Quadrant is a death trap. What about the Temporal Prime Directive? To hell with it. With all due respect, it's a little presumptuous to think you have the right to change everyone's future. From what I've seen, they'll thank me. All you've seen are bits and pieces. You're not getting the whole picture. Really? Just what am I missing? It's not what, it's who. People like Seven of Nine, a Borg drone who'll become a member of this crew after you help her recover her humanity. Or Tom Paris, a former convict, who'll be our pilot, chief medic, and a husband to Belana Torres. That angry woman I just met. She's going to be your chief engineer. Two crews, Maquis and Starfleet, are going to become one. And they'll make as big a mark on the Delta Quadrant as it'll make on them. By protecting people like the Accompans, curing diseases, encouraging peace, children like Naomi and Ichib are going to grow up on this ship and call it home. And we'll all be following a captain who sets a course for Earth and never stops believing that we'll get there. Are you going to be lecturing me like this for the next seven years? Don't worry. You'll always get the last word. <laughs> In that case, let's get back to work. <laughs> so, who is this Seska? She was a member of my crew who turned out to be a Cardassian spy. She made an alliance with the Kazon and took over the ship. It's all right. We got it back. Sounds like she's not going to be as cooperative as the others. I suggest we take a page out of your rule book. We try diplomacy. Fine. 
But the next page in that book says that when diplomacy fails, we need a backup plan. Something tells me you already have one. We've already injected the gel packs in the other time frames. That just leaves the ones here. It's in both our interests to work together. I agree. Let him go. You believe him? His story is too preposterous to be a lie. I'll admit, it's an ingenious solution. I'm glad you're cooperating. Oh, I believe in cooperation. As long as it benefits me. You know, it's true what they say. What's that? Men just get more distinguished as they get older. A few lines here, a little gray there. It adds character. Too bad their minds start to go. The last time you were here, you had that nasty head injury, and you mumbled something about my taking over the ship five years ago. If that's true, then you're from a future time frame, which means that at some point, your crew is going to regain control of Voyager. I can't allow that to happen. Step away from the console. An ingenious plan. Just needs a slight modification. What are you doing? Recalibrating your pulse to bring the ship into temporal sync with my time frame. That's not possible. When will you learn to stop underestimating me? If you make even the slightest miscalculation, you'll destroy the ship and kill everyone. What other choice do I have? If I can get Voyager into my own well, time you frame, can die. then I'll be able yeah. to ensure that you never retake the ship. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't hurt you. you can start keep in mind, it's just Chakotay in here. No Janeway yet. Sorry. Yet. That's not the future I have in mind. In that case... Goodbye, Chakotay. It's too dangerous. There are too many variables. You're not pleading for your life, Do it. You? I'm telling you, you're endangering your own life. I'm touched by your concern. So she's got, uh, Harry Kim and Tom Paris with them. Who jump down on the Kazon and take him out. And also Ichib and uh, Naomi. So she grabbed everyone from different time frames. Stop! Even Balana. Put down your weapons! Seska's got Janeway now in Don't it, listen to her. Holding a phaser to her. Your faithful first officer isn't gonna let you die. Are you? Very clever, Chakotay. Inoculating them with your serum. Well, now it's time to inoculate my people so we can have access to the rest of the ship. I won't do that. And you just lost your captain. Seven of nine pops in now. Now drop your weapons. Thanks. Seska tried to blast her, but of course that didn't work. She has a sh Borg shield up. Seska and the Kazon are secure in the Jeffrey's tube. I like how they the get everyone together packs? here at the They're very ready. end, kind the of. The rest of uh, should return to our sections. After Chakotay initiates the warp pulse, he should find himself back at the moment Voyager encountered the chronokinetic surge. He's only going to have a few seconds to reset the deflector polarity. 
If the timeline is restored, the rest of us should have no memory of what's happened here. So I'd like to thank you now for putting your doubts aside and helping me put mine aside as well. Good luck to each of you. Mind if I ask you one last question? Will I have to break the temporal prime directive to answer it? Maybe. Just a little. For two people who started off as enemies, it seems we get to know each other pretty well. So I've been wondering... Just how close do we get? Let's just say there are some barriers. We never cross. See you in the future. So they kind of shake part ways, uh, shake hands, and then Janeway goes back up to her bridge, her time frame. Chicote should be initiating the pulse in ten seconds. Five. They really did a good job putting all these different periods back together, you know, making it really look perfect. And we rock main power to the deflector and set the polarity to the frequency I'm inputting. Why? Have you ever heard of a lightning rod? In about three seconds, we're going to need one. Yeah, so they're about to get blasted here. What is it? I don't know. Main power is being rerouted to the deflector dish. Who gave that order? Damage. The deflector's been burned out, but we're okay. Yeah, so the deflector kind of was the lightning rod in this case, was able to... Uh, disperse the pulse so it didn't affect the ship like it did the first time. Do you mind telling me why Balana burned out the deflector dish? Actually, I ordered her to do it. Why? Trust me, it was better than the alternative. Which was what, exactly? I can't tell you. Why not? The temporal prime directive. Balana's already got a team working on repairs. What do you say we finish our dinner? Forget particle fountains and subspace inversions. There isn't an anomaly scarier than a thunderstorm on the plains, especially when you're six years old. I remember watching a bolt of lightning split an oak tree in my grandfather's yard. I'd climbed it just a few hours before. Good timing. So what would have happened if you hadn't turned our deflector dish into a lightning rod? We've been down this road before. Have we? You wanting answers to questions you shouldn't ask. So Chicote remembers things. Different. Obviously, the others don't. Outside the but... normal space-time continuum. It's strange. Thinking there's a piece of your life you don't know anything about. Sounds a lot like the future. Any predictions? Only that in a few minutes, this bottle will be empty. Then maybe you should go to the cargo bay. Grab another one. How do you know that's where I keep it? Oh, I can't tell you. Why not? 
temporal prime directive. Yep, so there we go with Shattered. Good uh, good episode, good title. It's uh, it's just a lot of fun to revisit these old periods of time on Voyager, these other episodes. They get to bring back some people, like the you know, Bride of Chaotica, and you get to see Naomi Wildman possibly in the future. And What you think about it, the uh, that future time frame with Ichib and, and Naomi Wildman, did that that never really ends up happening, right? I mean, they, they get back to Earth, and who knows what happens to them at that point. The, uh, the other things that I like about this episode is you get to see uh, a good, you know, team-up of Janeway and Chakotay. I think they work well together, and uh, I just, it was fun. The, uh, you've got the other little added little thing of Tuvok dying and almost having a very Kirk Spock kind of moment like they did in Wrath of Khan where... You know, just uh, I have been your friend, and you know we'll live long and prosper, and all that. Uh, they uh, they altered too Jerry Ryan's voice when she was a Borg in this episode a little bit more than they did in the in the first uh, appearances of her in season four. It made her sound a little more mechanical and Borg like uh, as well. So um, really, just a fun episode, cool episode. Nothing heavy, but uh, lots of fun to watch. So. Uh, I wanted to talk about it and look at it again and cover it with you guys. So I'll take a short break. We'll come back and uh, wrap up today's podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela from the Anomaly Podcast. And you're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. All right, I'm back. Uh, thinks uh, or the, uh, <laughs> I'm back, but I can't talk. I can't talk anymore. Uh, thanks for listening this week. I'll give you some updates here. What's coming up on on the future of Treks and Sci-Fi? Next week, Rick Moyer will be guest hosting. He will be here and be looking at the TNG episode Booby Trap. And I I, I know Rick is a big TNG fan, so that should be uh, a lot of fun. On uh, two weeks from now, on September 1st, I'll be doing another one of my uh, annual live anniversary podcasts. Yes, it'll be the eighth anniversary show for uh, Treks and Sci-Fi. started way back in 2005, the eighth anniversary show. You know, how much longer can I keep doing this? And, well, I haven't completely decided yet what I'm going to talk about on that uh, particular show. Uh, I am thinking I'm going to cover some of... uh, Looking back over the, the the summer movie season, maybe looking ahead, what we're getting for the rest of the the summer, or sorry, for the rest of uh, 2013 at the movies, maybe something like that. It'll probably be a pretty casual show. Uh, and then on uh, the other thing I have lined up on the eighth, the week after that, uh, Mark Daniels and Mark M5 on the forum is going to be back with another classic sci-fi uh, show, looking at an older movie called It Came from Outer Space. And uh, so that's what's upcoming on uh, the podcast. Uh, on the collectible front, I, I wanted to mention a couple of things. I, I'm not really going to sort of cover a collectible in depth this week, but I'm going to mention a few collectible story type stuff. Uh, one thing I want everyone to uh, take a look at if you're a collector of items, especially Trek stuff, is go over to uh, try out and check out this website, Trek Collective. 
I think it's all yeah, it's all one word. TrekCollective.com. Have a lot of cool up-to-date uh, things on what's what's appearing and uh, available in books and comics and other Trek collectibles, props and 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 you know ships and everything. They're doing that new Starships Club uh, starting uh, soon too. I, I think it's called. Uh, Star Trek Starships. Just search for it. You'll find it. That they're these little miniature starships. You can get them with a little. Uh, they come with a little magazine. You get like two a month. They're twenty dollars each. It's. Uh, I like what I'm seeing. I, I think they do some nice detail on these small ships. But at twenty bucks a pop, about uh, you know forty bucks or so a month. Uh, I don't know. That's that's a bit much for me. So the other thing on the collectible front, or outside of Star Trek, but in Star Wars. The Black Series, these new Hasbro Black Series 6-inch figures have started to show up in stores, especially Targets, that I've at least found and a few others on the forum. You can also find them on Amazon. Uh, Brian has found some of his uh, on the forum. Brian, he's found some on Amazon. And uh, I think the first group is, is Luke... Uh, Darth Maul, R2-D2, and a Sand Trooper. I think that's the first group of four. But anyway, I picked up the uh, the Darth Maul I found in a local Target. And uh, these things are pretty nice. They're a little pricey, I think. I mean, they're $20. But, you know, the normal uh, three and three quarter inch figures are around 10 these days. So, um, you know, I guess that makes sense that these cost about 20 I'm not sure how many I'm going to pick up uh, of this line. I'm probably going to just pick and choose the ones I want and like but uh, it's gotten me uh, interested in picking up some star wars action figures again i used to do it a, a, quite a bit more than i i've done in recent years so um, those are starting to show up check toys r us targets i checked a toys r us near me i didn't see any there but uh, and you can also just take the easy route and just go to amazon like i said and, and find them there or entertainment earth or other online retailers so i think that's it for this week folks i am going to get this edited up and uh, get ready and go out and see kick-ass 2 later and i hope you enjoy this week's podcast and i will be talking to you again soon i'll be back in two weeks for my big anniversary show and i hope you guys all enjoyed today's uh, podcast and keep on listening to treks in sci-fi bye-bye Board.
nanoprotein means. I got it. I got it. I got it. For efficiency, efficiency, Thank